happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. But listen, Lebertius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach to eat. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Happy to have you aboard here on the show. It's a show that talks about barbecue and grilling stuff, but you know that. First show of 2020, and we are going along flawlessly and at breakneck speed. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because it's fully integrated with both. You can buy it at fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. In fact, my brother-in-law, John Cloda, got a Fireboard for Christmas. Hey, now! Good job, John. Anybody else get a Fireboard for Christmas? Too bad if you didn't. Somebody doesn't like you that much. Still to come on this show in a couple minutes is Sam the Cooking Guy. You can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on the Instagram and the Twitter. Slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, where you can also find a video feed. Uh, If you missed it last week, uh, and as you heard two weeks ago on the last live show of 2019, the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, the format has been revamped to meet the actual title, the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. Now, this Friday, episode 106, taking you back to January 26 of 2016, so relatively recent. Dave Bosca of Butcher Barbecue and sponsor of this show, at that point had some new rubs coming to the market, and we talked about a lot of uh, science and rub making and what all goes into it. So that was a really fun conversation with Dave, who, by the way, uh, does have a great podcast that's out now as well, the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. But let me please recommend this. If you missed episode 105, which is the very first best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, in the real 10 minutes or less time, if you missed it, you got to do me a solid. You got to run right over. In fact, tune out of this show right now. Tune out. Go to my website, or if you have it in your podcast feed somewhere, and listen to episode 105. On that show is Ronnie Lotz. If you don't know Ronnie Lotz, you've heard his name around here on this show as we talk about things of all-time scale and proportion on this show in terms of greatness, unbelievability, ridiculousness, and the like. Ronnie Lotz is always front and center. And if you think it's a bunch of hoot, go listen to episode 105 and hear everything fall into the truth that we have told you about as it relates to Ronnie Lotz. You have to go back and listen to it. In fact, I listened to it on the way to work Friday last week. And finally, after low these many years, I heard Ronnie Lotz legitimately call me Gene and not G. And he was doing it on purpose. He called me Gene a number of times. Now, You might wonder, how come Ronnie Lotz hasn't been on the show if he's such a great guest? I'll tell you why. He calls me Gene. You don't get on my show when you call me the wrong name on purpose. It's a level disrespect right there, my friend. You can't call me Gene and think that you're just going to be on the show again. You can't do that. That being said, it's one of the greatest 10 minutes in tax that you're going to hear. He's very angry about being in the restaurant business. He's very angry about being snookered out of money and his labor help holing up somewhere in Mexico on the beach, soaking in the sun. You got to go. You got to go check it out. So good. 
All right. That's my promo. Can we please, please talk about the barbecue guru? They created automatic pit temperature control technology. We know this. They have great cookers for sale, like the shotgun cooker. They also have the monolith, which is the world's first temperature uh, ceramic cooker that has a built-in power draft fan already in it. So if you have a Guru controller, you can just hook right up to it and away you go. Great technology, great accessories, the longest-running sponsor of the show, Bob Trudnack and the gang. Super great to work with, full of information. If you have any questions about what to do, what to buy, where to stick it, 800-288-GURU, 800-288-GURU is the number, and the uh, and the website is bbqguru.com. If you have any questions, make sure you ask. They'll get you up and running right out of the box. Plenty of different stuff to choose from. Really great. Got to have Bob back on soon. We are back with Sam the Cooking Guy. Stick around. We'll be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Who's ready for the second? Smithfield National Championship. Well, we'll have to find out when that's going to be taking place. If you want to jump on the Committee Cooks program, do that at smokingwithsmithfield.com. Get all the details, plenty of 25 bucks, and get a couple hundred bucks of swag back in a box. Great stuff. Smithfield back on board for 2020. As I had mentioned at the top of the show, it is the first Tuesday of the month, and that brings a bevy of regular guests. This one just might be my favorite guy ever as we race to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of show, Sam the Cooking Guy. Hey, Sam. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, as the kids say, what it do? What? I don't know what it do. Oh, all right. I don't think I ever knew what it do. You never knew what it do? No. Come on. Never. Come on. I knew you knew what to do. <laughs> oh, my God. What's going on? Oh, we're, uh, we're, we're easing into 2020. We're a week, a week into Happy it. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, well, I mean... I was talking with Malcolm Reed a little earlier. Uh, but, I mean, geez, I mean, could I have two bigger YouTube sensations on the same Tuesday? I mean, unbelievable. Uh, I mean, he's he's approaching one million. I think you're on your way to ten million at this point. I mean, you're no, growing like we, crazy. We passed the one point three mark. I have that right there on my stat. Current YouTube subs one point three million. So that's absolutely fabulous. I mean, I mean, just in a, a handful of months, you've jumped up like three hundred thou, right? Yeah, August. Unbelievable. August. So what is that, August? Do you think you get to uh, a certain number of subscribers and then you hit this magical benchmark and organically you just start clipping along and you you could sit there and burn marshmallows every week and you would still gain subs or or what do you think? No, I don't know. I I don't. I felt like like 900,000 to a million went like that yeah very fast and i don't know if that was you you know on some level i think people were rooting for us to hit that number the day that it went to a million i don't know if you saw my instagram but we were celebrating my and my and max's birthday my oldest who shoots all and edits all our youtube stuff for people that don't know um and we were going to a restaurant. The reservation was at seven o'clock, and there was three groups of us coming from different locations. Kelly and I were in the back of an Uber because we knew there'd be alcohol and didn't want to drive. That's very responsible, by the way. Thank you, thank you. And as we were getting close to the restaurant, we were up at nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand, like seven hundred, and we had about not not very far to go. And it started clicking faster and faster. Um, 
and we wanted to be together. My son Jordan, <laughs> my son uh, Zach, and Jordan's wife were had just gotten to the restaurant. We're standing outside. Max and his wife were about to get there, and Kelly and I were about to get there. And the Uber driver was going very slow. And I didn't want it to turn over to a million while we were in the car. And I kept saying, please, can you hurry? There's something really important that we need to be there as a family for. I didn't want to make it sound so stupid as we want to be together when we hit a million. So I didn't say that thinking he looked like a bit of a hippie. He might be like, oh, no, man, I'm going to go extra slow. So you can't. Uh But but we got out of the car and within 10 seconds. It went to a million and we were all there. But it was funny because right at the very end, it would go up two or three and then down two or three. And I think people were unsubscribing so that they thought they could be the million. Aha. Uh-huh. Do you think people are that self-absorbed and involved? I think people want – I don't know that it's self-absorbed, uh, no. Mr. Ripley. Why? Uh, because they can say, oh, I was the guy that put Sam at the one million. <laughs> Mark, it was all me. Who are they saying that to? They're – and would they ever really know? They'd never really know. Sam, you realize that my daughter has a friend that lives five blocks from me, and her brother is your biggest fan from Cleveland. Like, I mean, that's how it, that's how that could be because I could be talking to that douche, and he could be like, "Hey, Mr. Rippy, I'm the guy that gave Sam the cooking guy his million <laughs> sub." I mean, he would be talking about it for the rest of his life. <laughs> You're, I'll tell you something. The, the craziest thing about YouTube is. How it has made the world this big go to like this. <laughs> People that I haven't seen or heard from from a long time will reach out a text or email or something and say, the, we had a, our refrigerator fixed yesterday morning. And while the guy was there doing it, I was, whatever, doing some work. And we started talking food and blah, blah, blah. And he saw something in the fridge and he goes, hey, you know, do you watch uh, Sam the Cooking Guy? <laughs> goes, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So people that I will run into in the supermarket, they go, I don't see you on TV anymore. And I go, well, it's just on YouTube now. And they look at me and go, oh, I'm sorry. They shouldn't be sorry. I'm not sorry. They don't get it. You know, I, I often ask myself this question when I think of you because – it is kind of a weird journey for you. So, you know, for the folks that don't know the story, you're Canadian and we're not going to apologize for that. And you get to the States and you work in something completely not food. You hate your life and yeah. you decide to change it. You get into food. I hate my work life. Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. What are you what talking about? You said about? I hate my life. Yeah, but dude, have you seen your wife? There's no way you hate your life. Give me a break. <laughs> so you, you uh, decide to get into the food thing and then you start building the empire from the ground up. And one of the things that I always like to have a discussion about with people that have seen, you know, some level of success. So, you know, just to kind of gloss over all the cool stuff. uh, I mean, you have the the huge YouTube following now. You've been on, uh, you know, local, regional and national television for any number of years. You have, uh, I think at last count, 13 or 47 uh, Emmys to your credit. So there's a a number of 15. Uh, a number of books. I mean, it, the list goes on. Uh, restaurants and all this stuff. So, if you if you become a fan of Sam the Cooking Guy today, go ahead. Or a month ago, or a year ago, go ahead. Here's a mindset: fucking guy's lucky. Just got lucky. But they don't see the thirty years that we're going no, into no, no, where no, Sam the Cooking Guy came from. So it's not lucky. And I think here. unfairly. Hold on. I think it's unfairly cast on a lot of different people across many different genres, whether it's uh, YouTube or television or record. It's luck, and that's all it is. And I think that's bullshit, and that should always be pointed out, that the struggle happened before all the private jets and great money and $976,000 that you make a year in your bank account. Okay, so there are no private jets. Um, I'm talking, you know, uh, I hypothetically. Know what you're talking, but somebody will hear that and they go, "That freaking guy's got a private jet just yeah. from stupid cooking on TV yes. on YouTube." Yeah. Uh, here's the question that I get because this statistic is—it it was better uh, a week ago in 2019 when I could say in May of 2018. 
2015, we had 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. And then wherever we were in 2019, we basically gained a, a million and a quarter. Wow. And people will say, how did that happen? And I go, look, I attribute it to a couple things. I go, Max's work got really good. Hmm. His earlier stuff was okay, and he would admit that. His work now, the, the show looks as good as any TV I've ever done. Yeah, I had a series on Discovery's Health Channel and all kinds of stuff. As good as that, I go, um, there's this thing that I believe in that, that it's like you roll a ball down a hill. As it starts to go, it picks up speed. Yeah. And yes, I believe it picked up speed as we went. Uh, but I also think that the 17 years of being on being in the cooking world are finally starting to come out. Yeah. And there's a significant component of, I don't know if it's luck, Greg, but it's just more eyeballs. And then you tell two friends and so on and so on. There used to be a, a shampoo commercial years ago that had that as its tagline. Mm -hmm. You tell two friends and shit just happens more people, but it's the funny thing. You hear a band and you go, well, they just came out of nowhere and they didn't come out of nowhere. They've been in shitty clubs making, you know, a hundred dollars a night for, for six people for 10 years. Yeah. And if the luck is that one night, uh, uh, a music producer happened to be walking past as their notes were coming out of the club doors, is that luck or is it them beating the bushes and always playing as many gigs as they can so they could get heard and noticed. And a lot of it is just because they like it. How much longer can you keep up the YouTube stuff? A few years for sure, I think. Two years? I said a few. A few, okay. Yeah. Is that a, like... So do you have a... Or do you have some kind of a working outline exit strategy? Or something that you would go into next? Would it be managing more restaurants or opening more restaurants? Or so how do you do that? What, what I what I've I've said this for a long time. What I like most about what I get to do is that it's so varied. Mm -hmm. We have the little not not tacos. Uh, in February, we'll open little grays. Not called little grays, but it's called grays. But it's small. Um, I just completed my fourth cookbook. Um, the photography a week and a half ago that'll come out in the fall. I, I get, I, I, I get, you know, requests for doing things from, from, um, uh, companies on a corporate level. It's just fun. I'm 60. I have no intention at any time soon exit strategy my way stage left. Hmm. Cause I don't know what I would do. I know what I would do. I would drive my wife absolutely insane. <laughs> or you would just do what you're doing now. I mean, this seems to be like what you do now could be something that somebody does after they retire from a corporate job. This is it's, it's a, it was a passion. They like doing it. Yeah. Maybe they did a little bit on the weekends and now all of a sudden they have all this time because they're not working anymore and they turn that, small passion on the weekends into their hobby and now they're out shooting three days a week or, or doing something yeah. similar of an outline that you do yeah why not keep doing it i want to see sam the cooking guy at 85 what are we going to use with metamucil this week sam Jesus, you know the, sam so is or uh, max is wrapping you over the head with a cane you're taking your wheelchair wheel off and chucking it's, it at him it's so crazy because i, I look at our audience <laughs> 75% of my audience is between 18 and 45. Yeah. They call me dad. Sounds like a name of a movie, doesn't it? Yeah. They call me dad. I'd like him to be my dad. Could that guy be my dad? They'll comment, dad, what do I do with this? And I don't feel that. I don't certainly feel old. 
but I do recognize I'm, I'm, I look older and I'm at that age when I certainly am a dad and could be a dad to most of my audience. Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate and very happy that they want to continue to watch the nonsense that we put out. And I say nonsense and I don't want to belittle my stuff. Like I think the cooking is great, yeah. but I say nonsense, not because of the food and how it turns out, but because of the way that I am my, my, you know, silliness or whatever. Let's talk about silly cooking. Yeah. Yeah. A couple days ago, you make this thing called the Mac and cheese bun. So yeah. let's make sure. Okay. Everybody new year's resolution. We're going to stay fat. Let's eat no. the mac and cheese mac and bun. Cheese was the was the oh, last one right. before New Year's. That's right. This is your uh, last I, last offer, right? Can, look, let me tell you something. Where do you? I mean, where does this even happen? In, in stupid Max's head. Max thought, "Let's make a mac and cheese Max bun." Said, is that how he eats mac and cheese as a youth? He put it, it in a hot dog bun. Inspired on some level. By the smoky pork and mac taco that we have at Not Not Taco. All right. It's very popular. Very popular. Sure. And so Max is more attuned to trends, what people are looking for. And that's one of the changes that we made that helped the audience grow. Really, it was Max going, you know, you'll say, I'll say, what do you want to make? And you go, I feel like... Uh, uh, like an old school steakhouse uh, wedge salad with blue cheese dressing. So we'll make it. And 4,000 people would watch it. And now we look at what people are asking for, yeah. at what's, what trends, what gets searched. And we, we, we make that stuff. The Baconator, the Wendy's Baconator that we just made. So that's 300,000 views in a day. Mm. What? And so Max goes, let's make the mac and cheese thing. And I, I, I fought it as hard as I could. And then I went, I'm not going to fight anymore. All right. So let's, I mean, it's obviously uh, pretty popular uh, from, from your evaluation. And I've yeah. yet to see you hate a dish that you've made. Um, talk to me about the mac and cheese bun. How do you make it? And maybe somebody will make it for dinner tomorrow. And it's and it's a Sam the Cooking Guy outline, right? It's a uh, few ingredients, not a yeah. ton of prep, easy to actually make, and then easy to eat. It's easy to eat, and it's a it's a um, it's a it's a it's mac and cheese in a bun. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a green onion. Ugh. Did I put bacon on it? You did. I put bacon on it. Yes, you put it in there, mixed it all in. Lovely. As if it didn't need, as if it needed bacon. Bacon mac and cheese really, really comes off the tongue better than mac and cheese, doesn't it? Yeah, when you say it, I mean that sounds better. Like to me, well, mac and cheese. We, we made I made this big deal about let's eat better, and then uh, you know I made chicken soup, um, for the for the first episode of 2020. It's the cleanse. You and Michael, uh, you and Michael soup. Simon doing a reset. <laughs> I, I, yeah i know it just seems like a natural thing to do yeah i wanted to do the asian version of chicken soup and max goes mm, doesn't get searched as much just go let's just go straight yeah i mean that's that is a prototypical comfort food from america and by the way um you could i could go on i should do this i should run this experiment Eat nothing but my own chicken soup. We put noodles in. You know, I put uh, yep. uh, like egg noodles, ramen in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. yeah. Ramen, yeah. Like a ramen kind of thing. Um, if I took out the noodles or put less in, and literally just ate that for the next three weeks, yeah, I one hundred percent would lose weight. Hundred percent. Like I'd probably, it, I'd how, be sick of it by then. How many times did you eat it during the day? Once. Could no? Would I? No. I would eat it three, three times. times a day. I would still lose weight. Look, we're working on we're working on the menu for Gray's now, and and Gray's is a very different restaurant. There's no stove. There's no hood. There's no oven. 
What we're using is a larger version of what Starbucks uses to heat a bagel, a croissant, I don't know, whatever, yeah. they, you know, those little egg sandwich things yeah. they've got. Super blast. Yeah. It's called a Turbo Chef. It's a, it, it doesn't get nearly enough credit for what it can do at, at Starbucks. And we tested it up in Los Angeles a couple months ago, and we're very impressed with what it can do. And so, like, today, we're making things with meatballs and flatbreads and pizza dough and all that kind of shit, tons of cheese and shit. And so it's not a good time for me to do this. But I'm telling you, if I did that, Kelly remembers a time that I barely do, that I went on what I called a rice diet. Kel, did I eat stuff with the rice? For how long? <laughs> Kelly says we're only was, in the middle of a show. It doesn't matter. Just go ahead. <laughs> okay, this is this is how we work. It 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 was Kelly says it was mostly just white rice. That's all you ate. And maybe there's soy sauce on it. Do you weigh that it's, out? No, I probably just ate a bowl of it. I had two cups or something huh. a few times a day. But I lost honestly. I lost weight. Are you are you looking to lose weight? Yeah, I am. I'm not doing anything about it other than saying to my YouTube audience, let's hear it. Hold on, hold on, sorry. Right, in the middle of the show? Well, uh, you know, I have things to do automatically, so I don't forget. <laughs> I lost track of the clock. But so you're 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 trying to lose, you're, tr you're thinking about I'm losing not, weight? I'm not comfortable with how I ended 2019. But, but right this minute, I got to get through figuring out another restaurant. And there's going to be some eating. When do you get up in the morning? I get up about 6.30. All right. And then when are you out of the door? Depends wh where the door is taking me to. All right. I mean, uh, general, I mean, you know, I do stuff here. I, I get to work from home a lot. So Max and I don't like to, he doesn't really like to shoot before 11. So we're shooting at 11 or 12, yeah. three days a week. Uh, today and tomorrow is all restaurant stuff. So I was out the door, you know, whatever, nine o'clock this morning. Oh, all right. Here, let me, let, I'm going to give you a plan to work. Okay. Uh, get up at five 30 in the morning, go to bed, okay. go to bed an hour earlier. She's, she's going to hear this Yeah. and then I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, say I'll, I'll, I'll whisper it. I'll whisper, it. get up at five 30 in the morning, and then we, okay. run three miles, do a little weight training. It'll take you uh, an hour and 30 minutes total. Take your shower and be ready for the day. Do it three days a week. Do it three days a week. That's it. I understand the concept of it. it so do it. I mean, what, 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 what do you, why are you not doing it? Just do it. I, because, I did it. My, you know what, you know what took me over the edge? My cat. It wouldn't not wake me up at 430 in the morning. And after hearing it from my wife for 10 years about how I have a bad heart, I said, you you're, know what? Cat F you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to get up at 4.30 in the morning, and I'm just going to start working out. You can do it at 5.30. Come on. Let me tell you something. Um, as Kelly settles in behind me. Yeah. Hold on. She won't want to be on camera. <laughs> well, you can see you in the camera. I better not be on the well, camera. Well, do you not understand the concept of what's going on here? <laughs> it's a Skype call. So now, I don't know. I, here, I have to hold my hand here. Uh, over other way, other way, other way. Other, there you go. There you go. I'm, I'm not holding my hand here the entire thing. Oh yes, you are. <laughs> I know what you're wearing, Kel. Fortunately, hey, the, look. Uh, let me tell you something. Nobody can this, see anything uh, this, two, past one foot behind you. That's it. It's all a blur. It's all fine. a blur. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Look, you know what you've done. No. I mean, yes, I, of course I know what I've done. I've given you a recipe for success. Shut up. She's right there. I know that your audience is mostly men. Yes. And any guy sitting there now that is essentially a little lazy and claims to have other things to do is now going to stop watching uh, the second hour of Barbecue Central show and go, well, it was great. And they'll turn around and their wives or significant others will be there going, well, 
And the guy will go, well, what? Go, well, why don't you listen to Greg? Yes. Get up and run three miles. Frank, I'll get up tomorrow morning. I'll run three miles. I have a heart attack. It'll all be over. Well, you feel good about yourself? I mean, you're then? not you're not going to run at breakneck speed. You have to build up to it. When I started in January of 2019, oh, I got God. on the treadmill and I started at six miles an hour. And it took, you know, 40 minutes to run three miles. But now... When I get on, I can start at seven and a half or eight miles an hour and I can get done in 22 minutes. But here's the beauty. I'm not telling you to go run five and six and eight and 10 miles like these maniacs because as luck would have, my sister-in-law is a medical professional. And as I told her, because I was one of those idiots that started trending up in miles and she said, are you training for something? And I said, no, I just figured this is what you should do. She said, well, let me tell you something. You get zero cardiac benefit running anything more than a 5K, which is 3.1 miles. She said, so unless you're training for something else, you're not doing your heart any better going any further than 3.1. And at that point, I said, good for me. I can do it. I can put in that 22 to 25 minutes, depending on how I feel. Get a little weight training in after that. And then I'm ready for the day. And, and, And I'm healthy as a horse. Blood pressure is good. My resting heart rate is 48. Can you believe it? That's almost dead. I know, but my stroke volume is huge. That's what she said. You know what I'm talking about? Sam, uh, can I put you on hold just for one second so I can do a piece of business and we can come back and perhaps we can talk about food? Of course you can. Go ahead. Stand by. Sam, the cooking guy, is on the line. If you didn't notice or you're just jumping in. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers. The one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. A curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. They have 13 perfectly balanced rub flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. You can also check out the West Coast Offense, which is using Big Papa's and Simply Marvelous barbecue rubs together. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, Granny's traditionally a powerful flavors remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place, because it tastes good. Now, aside from the rubs and aside from the sauces, they have great cookers that you should buy. Now, if you want a easy-to-use and versatile smoker, the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill is what you want to take a look at. Big Papa's is the exclusive Mac dealer. They even offer special packages. If you're not a fan of the pellet cookers, Check out the old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa's has on his competition trailer. If you're not sure of what grill you need, give them a call, ask them questions, and then figure it out from there, 877-828-0727. Or shop the website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We are back with more Sam the Cooking Guy in two seconds. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Hey, and this portion of the show is being brought to you by, and back at it again, Pit Barrel Cooker. Here we go. Get in some hang time for crying out loud. It is a sexy drum smoker. You hang meat in it, up to eight racks of ribs in the classical version. They also have a Pit Barrel Junior if you want to take a look at that. And the website is pitbarrelcooker.com. And rumor has it, there could be somewhere in the neighborhood of a 50 to 55-gallon version coming out in 2020. We'll get more confirmation from Amber or Noah Glanville a little bit later when we can get them hooked up. Sam, do you have a, a Pit Barrel Cooker? I don't, but I have a, I have a question that I've yeah. always had about the pit barrel. Oh, yeah? I know people love them. Yeah. How is it that the stuff hanging, the low-hanging fruit doesn't cook burn. at a faster rate or burn than the stuff at the top? Well, here's all I can tell you. You uh, get the barrel lit, ready to go. Yeah. Okay? And then you... Uh, put the pieces of rebar, which is basically where the food hangs. Yeah, across the top. Yep. So then you hang your ribs or your brisket or whatever it is you're cooking. And then you put the top brisket. on. Yeah. Hang brisket. Hang everything. 
and then you close the top. So mm-hmm. however the vent is set at the bottom, that's your intake, obviously. And then mm-hmm. uh, the way that the uh, holes at the top that hold that rebar or, or the hanging rods, if you will, are machined, it's all done uh, with science involved. So, Are you saying it's, it's, it, it creates a convection-like yes, environment? Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, they call it stationary rotisserie. If that, uh, I mean, it's obviously a little counterintuitive, but uh, yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, super easy to use. It cooks a little bit uh, hotter temperature than your traditional low and slow, but for, for an ease of use cooker, and especially if you like the charcoal flavor. Now in my house, charcoal flavor doesn't play, doesn't help the fact that my neighbor, neighbor Desmond, uh, kidnapped my... uh, pit barrel cooker because he loves it and it is now on his deck so i get to look at my cooker on his I deck from afar before cooking your backyard by the way i have a question yeah is kidnap a term that anybody in the town of cleveland should be using yeah why not i just watched a uh, documentary or special the other night about <laughs> the, the so, guy yeah here's the problem uh, i just watched actually i just finished that special that was on friday called trapped um yeah. Uh, it was like uh, CBS or ABC, whoever did it. It was a national program. Mm-hmm. And all through that two-hour program, the only thing I can think about is, God, I hope Sam, the cooking guy, isn't watching this because I bet he's thinking about me and how Cleveland kidnaps girls and keeps them in basements for 10 well, I'm years. Looking, I'm looking at the background you've chosen for our uh, our episode tonight, and I'm thinking, I, I realize it's it's probably not your basement, but it does have a basement look that could have been you know, yeah. how far away was that house from you? 25 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, that's seedy west side. I'm in, yeah. you know, more palatial east side. <clears throat> yeah, right. So, um, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit more about food. Okay. One of my favorite dishes that I rarely eat, and I'm not going to mm. say turkey, although that's up there, is mm. beef stroganoff. And you recently did a beef stroganoff recipe. Can you take us through it? Because I think this is a meal people should be eating this coming weekend. Look, um, beef stroganoff. So the beef stroganoff that we made was a little different because it was made. It was made with steak that was already cooked. Mm-hmm. I, I did it in the light of what the. Oh, okay, put this. Like the, way, the, like the way I used I, to have it was with cubed beef. Cubed beef, which right. is like clearly a, a lesser expensive, less expensive cut. So we elevated it a bit. I cooked a really beautiful ribeye, uh, beautiful medium rare, and then just pushed it off to the side. And then I made what needed to go into this thing, and it was onion and garlic and. And it gets it gets cream, and it gets sour cream, and it gets dill, and it gets horseradish, and it gets Worcestershire. What you're really doing is just creating this. Oh, and and beautiful egg noodles. You're you're creating this beautifully flavored environment that steak normally cooks in. But if you take a look at the picture that we posted with it, we sliced all. We were looking at it. And we're having this discussion and said, do I cut the steak and then mix it all in? And then if you mix it in, it's going to get that, you know, yellowish sort of pasta-ish kind of color to yeah. it, the cream that's cooked. That's, you know, there's parsley and dill or whatever. Yeah. In there, and it's going to look okay. And, and then we decided the, the thing to do, let's not do that. Let's keep the, the ribeye as gorgeous as it is. Mm-hmm. Just pile up a big shit ton of it in the middle. And then you would take a fork and drag it through the sauce and stab some egg noodles and, and have a bite. And it is so perfect for this time of year. And it's, I think it is so easy. You know, one of the comments that I get all the time is people go, oh, you make everything look easy. And I go, you know, I'm not making like effing foie gras and, and things with truffles and stuffing Cornish game hens with uh, who knows what? I go, it's not complicated. You just don't think you can do it because you haven't. People will come up and say, I can't cook. And I go, 
You know what? I bet it's not that you can't cook. I bet it's that you don't cook. Right. You went to make something once, uh, a pineapple upside down cake. You failed at it for whatever reason. Could have been you, could have been the, the recipe you had was bad. It could be your oven is no good, whatever it is. But it turned out like shit and you went, oh, clearly I don't have the cooking gene. And I always go, look, nobody could ride a bike in the beginning. Now we can all ride bikes. And that's just because of practice. So go make that pineapple upside down cake a second time. And now you know, you know what? It wasn't cooked enough. So maybe the, the, rest, the recipe direction for 45 minutes needed to be an hour. It was way too sweet. Shouldn't have been uh, 21 cups. It should have been maybe two and a half cups. Stuff like that. Do you, I mean, is it fair to say that you know, aside from maybe having a bad experience or maybe I think some of the, I don't want to, I hate painting with the broad brush, but I think, you know, and tell me I'm completely off base here, but folks that you run into that like to cook. Yeah. Um, and it's probably a unique dichotomy for your audience too, because I'm sure there's a plenty of people that just watch you because they find you entertaining. They think the food that you're making is good. They like when you taste your food at the end. And they have no desire or they're scared to try any of what you just did. But they will also tune again on Wednesday and Friday and consume it as entertainment. Yes, there is that component. But whenever I meet a single person, a couple, a guy, girl, whatever it is, I say, who cooks? And inevitably, one of two, at least, probably uh, 30% of the time, one of the two, if it's a couple, um, more often, more, uh, but the line I get a lot is you encouraged me to cook in the beginning and now I cook all the time. Mm. And I do think that, you know, you look, my thing was supposed to be a travel show and not selling seats to Korea or Japan or the Bahamas. It was to encourage people to try to go someplace different that maybe they didn't go. And when that didn't work out because of 9-11, I said, I'll just try and find something else that I can be encouraging at. And it was cooking. And only because I, I you know, the days following 9-11 when my travel thing went away, I saw a really horrible cooking segment on a local TV show, local morning news show. I said, I should, I should do that. And Kelly who's behind me basically in a negligee. We can't see that, said, by the way. We can't see it. I know you're saying that. Said to me, you know, sweetheart, I think it's a great idea. But the thing is, is you can't cook. And I said, well, I'm going to do easy stuff. I want to be encouraging. So as people watch, they go, that looks good, but it also looks easy. Mm-hmm. So I think if I'm successful at anything, I'm, I'm successful at the style with which I cook and deliver my, my episodes. I think people look at me and go, if that dopey fool can make this shit, I'm certainly able to pull it off. You're operating on the lowest common denominator. That's how I operate. Why not? I mean, why not? Uh, Sam, the cooking guy is joining us here on the show. The cooking is his website. You can also go on to YouTube and search the cooking guy and sub. If you haven't already done that, Um, what, uh, what do you, seeing or, or what are you and max forecasting for the first quarter for the youtube channel here more of the same we'll, we'll fight we fought the other day argued about what it should be how to do it what we want that kind of thing we don't who, so who wins in fights is it is it typically 50 50 or because you're the worst. talent so you're gonna you're, you will rule yeah, eventually I, you know i'm the worst person to argue with I'm like a dog with a bone in its mouth. I'm never fucking letting go. And I win more arguments with, with Max or my kids because they go, okay. They don't want to listen to you anymore. <laughs> <Did> you tell <laughs> it? Yes. They just don't want to listen to you anymore. Hey, just sit there in your negligee and, and don't make me look bad, please. Yo, come over here. Come, come in front of in camera range. Yeah, it's the internet. Nobody cares. No, nobody's watching. Come, Greg would like to say hi to you. You like Greg. Everybody likes Greg. <laughs> you look good, by the way. I have to say that. Hey, thanks. I don't have to. I'd like to say I've that. I've worked hard good. on this look, you know. 
What you want to know to what's working for you right now in this particular outfit. Oh, not to sound like I'm a designer or anything. All right. But the the color of the 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 Henley that you're wearing. Yeah. Is um like grayish blue. Yeah, grayish. More heather and gray. It, and it's picking up the gray in your beard. It it's a good look. Oh god. You know, this beard used to be all black. Can you believe it? Oh, no, I'm look at Somebody over my shoulder in not much of a negligee loved the salt and pepper looking in, in men. Yeah. The hair, the beard, that kind of thing. Let me tell you something. This is way out of anything we should be talking about here. But the one thing I've noticed over my year journey of being t- so totally fit uh-huh. is that while I, I am continuing to gray here, yes. okay, the top of my head. Of course, my hair continuing to retreat quicker than the French at war Go ahead. <laughs> has has gotten darker. I, I like I'm, I don't color it. I don't know. Even all, my okay. my kids have said, "Hey, are you doing something to the top of your head?" And I'm like, "Oh God, I'm trying to hold on to every strand." But other than that, no. The first Tuesday of the next month, yeah, February. I want you to pull up a picture from before, from right when you started your regimen. Uh-huh. And I want to see a shot like this. I, I, we're gonna we're gonna diagnose All right. the hair. We'll see a side by side. I'll have to go back. I'm not a really big picture taker of me per se, but I'll have to go back and see if I can find one in like no, 2018. A, no, no, just pull a screen grab. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. I, I guess I, I guess I am on camera at least once a week. Now that I think you are on camera. Yeah. You know what I get? I get. I remember I was in a crowd once. Uh, talking food. I don't remember what it was all about, what event it was. And I always say, ask me a question. I'll answer anything. And I, and I will, unless you ask me money questions in front of the whole world and stuff. So somebody said, um, how long have you been coloring your hair? And I said, I've never done that. And the guy went, Oh, okay. And I went, I I got pissed. I go, what do you mean? Oh, okay. He goes, "Uh, look at you. How old are you? Uh, whatever I was, at 57, 50, whatever. I go, you know, not everything happens at the same time on people. Yeah. And he went, oh, okay. Mm. And so now you. I'm arguing with this guy. And I don't know how to not argue. I don't know how to win the argument because, uh, I mean, unless you did some swab or took a chunk of hair and dipped it in something and sent it to a lab to show that there was no color other than natural color. My father didn't really start going gray until he was in his mid sixties, and I have it coming in now. Just not that much. I you'd never see it here. Hmm. But yes, you you're just getting very very little bits. Little bit, yeah. yes. But I'm complimenting you and your whole thing. Yeah, I appreciate it. I worked hard on this look today. Welcome. Yeah, well. Do you think? Let me ask you this question. Do you think this is the year mm-hmm. that we might meet? Hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, I currently have zero business go. Oh, second time it happened tonight. Unbelievable. Um, I currently have zero business that is bringing me out to the West coast on the dock. However, the good news is while 2020 is rapidly coming to a close, we have 11 and 75. uh, What? You just said 2020 is rapidly coming to a close. Yes. 2020 is rapidly coming to a close. There is still 11 plus months left of the year. <laughs> so uh, I would say that there is at least a 50% chance that we will meet. And I would also say there is a 100% of the 50%, not to go Bernie Sanders, that <laughs> it would be me getting out to the West Coast versus you somehow fumbling into Cleveland. Where, oh, well. where we would meet. Although, I have to but tell you... If kidnap young women, that would be my first stop. Well, that's what so we do. Apparently, that's the place. Yes, that's right. You have come out, or you were going to come out for that, some event in Palm Springs, right? Yeah, right but that, 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 I think work got in the way with that a couple of years ago. Um, now, that event has subsequently went the way of Elvis. So, it's not on the docket anymore. But, well, yeah. but I mean... There are other things that are happening out there now. I have a few more connections, um, 
not that I need any more connections other than just to come and see you, but uh, you know, a a Sterling Ball is around you, a yeah. uh, a, a Sean um, Walshef, uh, Sean Walshef is around you, uh, you know. So um, I, I do think they're they're going to do their event differently this year. At least that's what I felt like they said at the yeah. end of the, the, end so, of the last year. Uh, I, I'm feeling pretty. I feel pretty confident. Okay, let me ask you this question, just based on something you just said. <clears throat> Are barbecue events mm. uh, lessening, or are they on the rise? Yes, uh, to uh, the former, for sure, and especially where you're at uh, from a, a California or West Coast perspective. Well, I guess specifically in California, there's been a number of really great competitions that were years in the running that have subsequently died over the last handful of years. And is it, is it a lack of interest in the, in the, in the, in the sport, in the method, in the style, in the, what is it? So there's two different pieces that are competing now. There's the competition barbecue thing that three years ago and, and farther back than that, uh, barbecue Pitmasters was on television. Uh, before that, there were variations of Barbecue Pitmasters that were on television, all brainchilded by a guy by the name of John Marcus, who uh, yeah. at one point was the executive producer of The Cosby Show, um, one of the most prolific oh. rapers of our time. And uh, Cosby, not John Marcus. And um, I think there was a golden era of competition barbecue because you were hearing about it. On shows, so also the proliferation of internet and shows like mine talking about it. So there was a a great beneficial storm that kind of hit that showcased this whole competition thing. And you know, you don't have to be a world class athlete to be the best competition barbecue cook in the world. You can be pretty you out got- of shape, but as long as you know what you're cooking. And you I think, can I think you're supposed to be pretty out of shape. Well, you could trust me, you can be, and you can do really good at it. So yeah, yeah. I think it, it lended itself to just everyday person. Plus, now you're seeing it on television; it makes it more accessible. You see it on the internet. Blah blah blah. Now you're seeing a decline because with popularity, there seemed to be a thought of okay, well, I have to buy this kind of meat, and I have to buy these kind of rubs, and I have to buy a 14 or 24 or 40-foot mobile home, and I have to have this kind of a trailer in order to... There was a, a keeping up with the Joneses mentality that I think became but, quite but, a hurdle for uh, for entry for a lot of people. Or you were mortgaging your house to get into the barbecue competition circuit, which pays zero money. I mean, 99% of these guys are, are pulling the red every year. It's their hobby. They're not making money at it. It, it, but maybe there needs to be an event uh, where people can just go pay. You know, years ago, we lived in Phoenix and, and friends of ours put on this giant country music event. And there were, uh, I don't know, say 30 food vendors there. And, and they figured out that everything that you could get from a food vendor, it wasn't act get into the event and then everything was free it was get into the event and then you would buy tasting portions from these places everything was based on 50 cents or a dollar or something right so you get a little bit of this for a buck or that for 50, whatever it was but maybe there maybe there's a thing out there that that showcases great barbecue and you don't have 40 guys doing fucking brisket Maybe you've got four guys doing brisket, four guys doing chicken and, and sausage and, you know, whatever, and ribs that people go in and somehow they buy tickets and they taste. And so you want you want a you want a four meat category no, rib burn off I mean, is basically what you want, right? Everything. But I think people like it. But you, like you, you want a concept of a rib burn off. Do you have those out there? No. Like what is this? So there used to be in Cleveland, and they still have a number of them, but right downtown at the Burke Lake Front Airport, uh, every summer there was this Cleveland, the National Rib Burnoff. And there would be these Bur- teams. Saying say burnoff? Yeah, they call it burnoff. Um, yeah. So teams would show up. They had these huge spaces and tents, and the general public would pay a small admission fee to get in. 
And then you could go to Sam's ribs, and then Greg's ribs were lined up right next to it. Kelly's ribs were lined up right next to me. And you could get, it was, uh, and the famous phrase was a buck a bone. And you get it, pay a dollar, and you get one of Sam's ribs. You pay a dollar, you get one of my ribs, and you pay a dollar, yeah, yeah. you get one of Kelly's ribs. And then at the end, uh, or as you're walking out, you kind of drop a ticket into the bucket as, you know, who's you like the best. And then there's a, yes. a people's see, choice. There you go. Maybe it doesn't have to be a competition. Yeah, but, I mean, but that's not really like a real competition where they're having awards. I think it's just I, for the people that are traveling the circuit to say, oh, okay, well, in Cleveland, uh, you know, Sam's Ribs won the day. I guess I'm just trying to figure out a way to help propagate the rib, the, not the rib, but the barbecue world. I feel like when these events go away, it's coming out of the the public zeitgeist or something. I don't know. It's just it's. It's not something that's now like people are now not hearing about it as much and maybe not doing it as much. And all the Traeger people of the world uh, are doing a great job at keeping that stuff up there. So here's the other side of that dichotomy that I had referenced. Backyard barbecue and grilling has never been more popular. Every year over the last five and six or seven years, it is the most popular popular it has ever been year over year so that's the quandary that that i'm that i find here that events are so what is it about events the competitions that maybe people don't give a shit about but they still care enough that backyard is as popular as ever well um, let's quickly go over this if we're going to do a barbecue competition we're going to be in and let's assume we have all the stuff. Let's assume we're, we are a competition team currently. Yeah. And we're going to go to a competition. So we're going to have to pay entry fee. We're going to have to go buy our meat. We have expense. We're in $1,000, $1,200, $1,500. I mean, if you're not winning, you're just spending money because you must really like it. Now, what about instead of that, Sam and I get together, we pool way less than $1,500, how about $300? Yep. And we throw a huge kick-ass party in your backyard in La Jolla or San Diego, wherever the hell you're at. Ah, yeah, it's going to be super fun. We have these great cookers in the backyard. People are yeah. out. They're enjoying it. Um, with the benefit of having that run of competition barbecue and the interest there, people have said, I want to know how to cook barbecue better. I want to know how to cook ribs better. Not get into the competition scene. They just want to cook better, but you know that because people want to cook your stuff. People are telling you, Sam, I want to cook better. It translates into the backyard, and grills and smokers and cook, pellet cookers are going to see unrivaled success, the, the, the success that they have never seen this year as Weber is going to be bringing out their first pellet cooker. Uh, there's new lines of pellet cookers from other manufacturers, more accessories. The backyard is continue will continue to dominate in 2020. There's no doubt about it. So that's the thing. So so maybe the shit needs to change, you know? Maybe it is, people, it's changing maybe, whether, from a competition standpoint, whether you like it or not. Uh, yeah. Now, will it rebound and see the success that it had had a number of years ago? Yet to be determined. But I don't think... And look, you've seen that where your show has changed and you've done things to tweak in order to get you know same thing for my show where i might have been a little bit more competition based at first gotcha. I mean, there has been a noticeable progression towards the backyard with guests and subject matter and all this other stuff so um it, you know it, it's how funny about, how, about this? how about a name change for who instead of barbecue central backyard barbecue central show let's think on that no I mean, why do I have to change my name? Oh, that's outrageous. I mean, that's I'm my just, brand. Are you going to change the cooking guy? Well, if suddenly I became uh, enamored with baking, yes, I might. Sam the baking guy? It's never going to happen, by the way. I, I, do, not have, <laughs> I do not have that uh, you don't the have patience, to... that sensibility, the, 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 the detailed um, nature of cooking. The baking requires. Is there that much of a difference? A hundred percent. Really? Cooking that I do is like horseshoes, or is cooking that I do is more like hand hand grenades. Close enough is generally good enough. Hmm. 
tablespoon of kosher salt, half a tablespoon, tablespoon and a half, not going to make a difference. Right. Because the sum total of what I'm making is not this big. It's this. It's a casserole dish. It's a soup. It's a stock, whatever. But in baking, if you forget the one tablespoon of cornstarch or baking soda or baking oh, yes, yes. whatever, shit won't rise or 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 get uh, firm or be fluffy or, you know, accept the next level of flour, bake, whatever stuff has to go in. It's a science. Baking is a science. Yeah. Cooking is whatever. All right, look, I got to go to bed because I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Okay. So go subscribe to Sam's YouTube channel if you haven't. Go to the website, check out all the cool recipes, and make something this weekend. He wants you to. The I've cooking never guy. On the entire second hour. You what? You heard me. You've never what? Been on the entire second hour. <laughs> are you I have? Are, are you new to this show, Sam? No, I'm usually like a half an hour. It's been I feel like it's been two and a half hours since we've been talking. And here's my my last question. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Do you take polls? What does that mean? Do you ever give people an A-B choice? Sure, all the time. Choice clothes, that's what we call it in the sales game. Okay, what do you call it? Choice clothes. Okay. I, I want to just make sure that people aren't bored. I, I feel like you and I have had like a like the kind of conversation well, I'm bored. we... <laughs> How can you hear her? I was bored a half hour ago. Okay. Outrageous. Uh, All right. Look here, lady. Get out of here. This feels to me. Wow. We. You're going to get so it when people, you get off the air. I know. It's awful. People nice. don't know, but you and I talk maybe once a month, maybe twice every two or three months or something, sure. right? Right. But we have a long conversation. Right. And this feels like those conversations when we're not looking at each other, we're just talking. I just want to make sure people aren't bored by this. I mean, I think we're allowed a little level of indulgence every once in a while. This is more Joe Rogan. I'll let you phrase it for your audience, but I would just be curious to know. I want to come back next month. I want to see your hair uh, on the sides a year ago. And I want to know if people are bored by this nonsense or if it's yeah. okay. Because if they're bored by it, we're going to change it up. Right. And we're going to talk about competition barbecue. Yeah, Brian Ashman already weighs in. He says he's not bored. Mm-hmm. I did see a guy, the cooking Sam, is in here. He said he loves it when you're uh, on the show. Well, so I, do like, too. I yeah. do like the cooking Sam. Smoking so cool. Joe's Pit Barbecue says let's do more chit-chat. There you go. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So look, you and I are both Howard Stern fans. Yes. No question. And and his best interviews, and he's a great interviewer, are ones that are the most comfortable. Yes, conversational. Really like, easy you're just stuff. listening in on a conversation, and I feel like that's what this has been. And I just don't want. I want to make sure we don't bore people. Sam likes Japanese mayo. I like Japanese women. That's said by the real Joey B. Look at that guy. What a perv. Thank you, Joey. Didn't make uh, him up at all. John Solberg says, "If we were bored, we wouldn't be here. We're still here listening. How about that?" So that's good. Yeah, I appreciate good positive that. reviews for the five people that's that are good. listening. Okay. Well, I look, I love you, man. Love I love you. your audience. Love Hoping you. that this is the year we get to shake hands. All right. We will. Uh, I, I will do my best. Uh, that's all I Liber- can promise. Not just virtually over this stuff. That's right. Uh, Thecookingguy.com is his website. Go to YouTube, search the Cooking Guy, and sub if you haven't already. And in the meantime, you will see him in the month for lovers, which is the first Tuesday of February. Sam, until then, I bid you adieu. And I say goodnight to everybody at the Backyard Barbecue Central Show. Uh, there he is. I think it is good. Yeah. Okay, smartass. Go uh, leave the show and go get yelled by your wife. She was not having it. I get it. At some point, it becomes a little long in the tooth if you're not on the show. Trust me, if she was on the show, she'd be like, yeah, let's go. Can't wait. Can't wait. But she was listening to the show, and she was probably trying to watch one of the last Christmas shows on Hallmark. And you got Sam jabbering in the background and some guy from Cleveland. I get it. All the way back in the first hour, Malcolm Reed was on the show. 
Killer Hogs Barbecue and HowToBBQRight.com, his website. Sam the Cooking Guy in the second hour. TheCookingGuy.com. Check him out on YouTube as well. I'm allowing the Gene remarks now. Next week, I will not be allowing. Andrew, you are not. I will not be allowing Gene remarks. There will be bands. There will be bands. Big show lined up for you next week. Laura Paul from Smithfield will be in. We will be announcing the Smithfield grant recipients. So get in for that. That's 1014. Beat Ed from AmazingRibs.com in on the first hour as normal the second Tuesday. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Great to be back with you here live for the first show in 2020. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.